What's up? What it do? It's your boy, Dead Gamer. And welcome to another episode of The Gamers Den. If this your first time here, this is the video game show where I go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. And usually, I start things off with a segment called Quick Hits, where we go over, uh, you know, a couple articles real fast, and we talk about them real slick and quick-like. But this episode, this is episode 42, I believe. Yes, this is episode 42. And by this point in time, this is uploaded or whatever the case, I've already began to upload previous audio and recordings of the show on Apple Podcasts, on all these different podcasts and streaming platforms and stuff like that. So I'm going to take a little bit of time out before we get to quick hits to introduce myself. That way y'all can get to know me and know who I am, whatever the case may be. So my name is Devin, a.k.a. Dev the Gamer. I'm a content creator, obviously. Now, unlike a lot of people, I've been making content since I was about like 16 years old. So this is like 10 plus years for me. It's a passion of mine. So I'm really passionate about this. Uh, I started making music back, you know, high school, middle school, whatever the case may be. And it didn't, it, it, it was well for me. I'll say that, you know, I did what I did and my influence is widely seen in the likes of Lil Z Vert and Lil Tracy and all that at points and times, whatever the case. But, um, you know, it's just, I, I have my influence, my impact has been made. So I'm cool with that. But, you know, like I said, still it's just been content, just the art of just the act of creating period. I've been making YouTube videos. I've just been making content on and off throughout my whole life. So I've been doing that. And, you know, I've been on making this show now. This is episode 42. Um, you know, I've been through a lot. I'm like a couple years sober now. I have the best and worst concept of time. If you know, if you new to the show or not new, if um, you've been watching the show and just keeping up with my content and stuff, no matter when you hopped on the train, you know that. I'm terrible and the best with concepts of time. You know that I don't know what today's date is, but you know that I got stuff mapped out like 20 years down the line. You know, I'm just terrible. <laughs> you know, I'm terrible. Um, I'm not really with the PC stuff. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really, I don't entertain the PC culture today. I don't really entertain a lot of that stuff. I talk aggressive and I say things. So you nine times out of 10, probably not going to agree with me or not like how I talk, how aggressive I am, whatever the case may be. So be it. I really don't care. Just say you soft, say that. And that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I like people going to feel how they feel at the end of the day. And I'm not ever going to take that away from anybody. I don't want to. That's never my intention. My whole thing is just the facts is the facts, but the grass is going to be green today, yesterday and tomorrow. So I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. But with that being said, you know, I like music. Obviously, this is a video game show. I'm a, I'm a gamer. You know what I'm saying? I've been playing video games since I was born. I was born with a controller in my hand. You know, my first hand, my uh, first game ever was like a Sega handheld. And from that point on, it's just been video games, video games, video games. Grew up an only child, even though I do have a brother and a sister. I'm the oldest. Um, you know, and yeah, you know, just video games. I'm not an Xbox person. Xbox is trash, but I do give credit where it's due. But overall, they still trash. Um, shout out to PlayStation. I've been PlayStation gaming my whole life until the past few recent years where I'm on this cloud gaming PC trip right now. And I'm all in on this cloud gaming stuff. So, 
that is with that. But overall, I'm just, you know, I talk about the video game industry in general. So you're not going to hear me speak on just solely one thing. You're not going to hear me speak on solely cloud gaming or solely PlayStation or solely Xbox, solely PC, solely. No, 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 no. We're talking about the whole thing because this is an ecosystem with companies like Microsoft, companies like Sony, companies and developers and just people who've been around for 15, 20, 30 years and they dominate this space. They've been making products we've been buying and our parents been buying since we was little kids. They, since they was since they was kids and young adults and just adults and living out here since Atari since since all that so you know it's just you know I talk about all of that and uh, other than that you know I, I I say I'm a pretty cool dude you know I really I just keep it going I don't really look for problems you know I I handle it but I don't really like looking for problems I keep it cool you know what I'm saying I, I really keep to myself. Uh, uh, you know, this just creating the art, the act of creating, I've come to find out is my purpose. Just creating, talking, have a conversation, make a good dialogue for the video game space that I'm in. Cause this is just something that has never gone away throughout my life. There was a point in time in my life where I was couch surfing, couch hopping, and I was going through a lot and I figured out about Pokemon ROMs. Now, y'all might have heard of Pokemon fan games. You might have not, where people make their own games with whatever the case. Well, that, and you can also download, like, the original files of games. So, if you know about Pokemon, Ruby, Sapphire, Yellow, and all of that, you can literally download the file from the internet onto your phone and play the actual real game. Nothing created, nothing fan created. And I always had Pokemon Emerald on my phone and that held me over and it held me down all these years that I was couch surfing, going from job to job, girlfriend after this breakup, breakup after this girlfriend, all kinds of stuff, issues I didn't had, all kinds of things, you know. So, you know, hopefully that lets y'all know a little bit about me. Hopefully I ain't take up too much of the time. Already expect this. You know, if you've been listening, y'all already know this is going to just end up being a long one because we do got a lot to talk about, man. I, I do got a lot to say. We do got a lot to talk about. This is a one man, one voice show. So, hey, if you don't like it, you don't like it. If you do, you do. I'm appreciative and I thank you for rocking with your boy for so long. I ain't even think I will even be at episode 42 right now. I ain't even think I'd be episode at episode 42, but I am. So with that, with that being said, go ahead, rate it, like it, leave a comment, how you like this, any and all feedback is appreciative and appreciated. And with all this being said, let's get into it with quick hits. Now, in the quick hits, I'll also do this on YouTube, Hideout TV, everything else. So for everybody new just listening on the podcast, there's a video version of this already. I already did the video version and all this and everything else. So there's like a transition. And then there's, with this audio, there's not going to be transitions. There's not going to be extra sounds and stuff like that. I'm working on sound effects and all that for, you know, strict audio. But if you want to watch the vis- the visuals, go on, my, uh, go on Hideout TV or go on YouTube. You can check all that stuff out. And yeah. Ooh, excuse me, I burped. Sorry about that. All right, but like I said, let's get into it with quick hits. So today, we got an article talking about a new Twisted Metal game in development. And apparently, it's going to coincide with the TV series. So, 
if you know what Twisted Metal is, Twisted Metal was a very popular game back in the PS2 era. You just, it's, it's a fun game. You rode around shooting people in cars. It was a clown with his hair on fire. That was like a mascot of the whole game. His name is Sweet Tooth. You know, so if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And turn up, because I didn't even know they was making a movie or a TV show about this. So let's go ahead and get into it right quick. Sony Interactive Entertainment is planning to revive the Twisted Metal series to coincide with its up-and-coming television adaptation, It's Been Claimed. According to journalist Jeff Grubb, and that matches what Video Game Chronicle has heard from its own sources. I am reading an article from Video Games Chronicle, just to let everybody know. Grubb said on his latest Giant Bomb video that he heard a revival of the car combat game was in early development and represented a broadening of Sony's first-party game strategy to synergize with its movie and television products. I'm going to go ahead and read the quote from the man. I think Twisted Metal is in the works, but it may still be a ways off, so I think we're early. That speaks to a larger strategy shift from Sony. Well, it's not even a shift. It's a broadening of their strategy. So I'm going to go ahead and stop reading right there. You know what I'm saying? Because that's pretty much the juiciest part and all of that of the article. Sony has been making a lot of moves and we're going to be talking about that today. I'm really going to be talking about that. And, you know, and it's just like, you know, and it's just like, you know, I can't wait to see what comes all these moves they've been making because they bought Crunchyroll earlier this year, you know, for like your that whole thing settled to be like a little over a billion so Sony, they really, they spending some money and they making these moves, you know, but as far as Twisted Metal go, yeah, man, I'm kind of excited for a new Twisted Metal game. I'm not going to lie. You know, I can't wait for that. As far as the TV show, I mean, I wonder what they're going to make it about. I really don't remember the, the story of Twisted Metal. All I remember is going over my cousin's house or my friend's house and we just blowing stuff up and we just blowing everything up. We, we, we taking everything down in the game. We really didn't care about who was saying what, who was doing what. It was just, hey, man, you got him. I'm picking this. Cool. Let's let's tear some shit up. That's what we was on. But that's going to be it for that Twisted Metal. Let's go ahead and move on to the last little bit of news we got for quick hits. And San Diego will be the first U.S. city with a fleet of bird e-bikes. Now, to current listeners or whatever the case, y'all know I always talk about e-bikes because I myself have an e-bike. So let's go ahead and get into it. San Diego will become the first city in the country to receive a fleet of birds shared e-bikes. It was announced Friday supplementing the company's more than 1,000 electric scooters already in the city. The launch happening this month comes as part of the company's microelectric mobility partnership with San Diego State University. And we have a quote. We're excited to partner with Bird to help provide SDSU students and staff and faculty with a fun carbon-free micro-mobility option to use on and around campus. The SDSU community will have access to exclusive pricing and a selection of Bird's high-quality scooters and bikes, making transportation efficient, affordable, and sustainable. So I think that's pretty dope. Something like this has happened in, in my home city, you know, and it's just like, you know, it's just a showing of the times, man. Technology is moving forward. We as a people are moving flo- forward slowly but surely. I have an e-bike, and it's been serving me well, man. I plan on door dashing with it soon. I'm I'm in the works of getting a basket and getting some more attachments to it. I already got a phone attachment. I just need to get the basket and get a couple things ready to go. 
And that's it, you know. Now I'll be ready to go and DoorDash and make a couple extra dollars. But uh, yeah, man, in San Diego, if I any listeners in San Diego, let me know if this is something that's going down. This article is coming from five of uh, coming from Fox5SanDiego.com, you know. And you know, just with e-bikes in general, man, I think it's a great mode of transportation. I personally just want e-bikes to kind of replace traditional bikes. Because you can still pedal with e-bikes, even though it's kind of not necessary. Because you can just hit the throttle and gas. But still, you know what I'm saying? E-bikes, it's just a great alternative. And we're going to be seeing a lot more of this electric integration just from cars, the bikes, and and just scooters all across the country as time goes on slowly but surely. And with that being said, that's going to be it for quick hits. If you made it this far into the show, I really do appreciate you. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe if you own the uh, the visual platforms like Hideout TV and YouTube. If you own Apple Podcasts or anywhere of these podcasts or services, I really appreciate you if you made it this far and this long. You know what I'm saying? And you already know what to do. Give the proper rating. I don't want no pity rating. Get the proper rating. If it's a three this episode, it's a three. We mid. You know what I'm saying? If we mid, we mid out here. We rocking. You know, so that's what it's going to be. I do live stream on YouTube Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. I do cloud gaming through Stadia, through the Stadia platform. So as on the day of making this episode, it is the 14th. September 14th is Tuesday. So I will be live on the YouTube. All my lives stay up for the most part. So if you're hearing this on the streaming, on a podcast streaming platforms, you got more than enough time. You know, head over to the YouTube, wherever, catch a live stream, replay it, you know, see what you've been missing, get with it. So with that being said, we're going to get into the main topic. And we got two main topics today. And, you know, this is where it's kind of going to get long winded. So one of the main topics today is Sony acquisitions, right? So Sony been acquiring a lot of things this past year. The, The company Sony, we all know they have Sony Music. Sony Electronics, obviously with place they got the gaming on lock with PlayStation and things like that. But a lot of y'all might have not even knew about, you know, just Sony Electronics. Y'all might know about Sony TVs. Like they got cell phones. Like I even just saw an article recently, they working on a car. So, you know, Sony definitely making moves and they definitely getting into the game and getting into areas of the game where they just haven't been in before. So one of the things about the Sony acquisitions. You know, they just acquired Fire Sprite. So if you don't know who uh, Fire Sprite is, Fire Sprite is a game developing company. And with Fire Sprite, they made games like Run Sackboy Run, The Playroom, The Persistence, and Air Force Special Ops Nightfall. If you heard of any of those games, they they the hands behind those games and things like that. And it kind of didn't surprise me. When they, uh, when I saw that they made Run Sackboy Run and and stuff like that in the playroom, because when it comes to PlayStation, Sony does have virtual reality, you know, VR. They do have that implemented with the platform and with the console. It's been like that easily since like the PlayStation Three. So for a few generations now, you know, VR has been a thing. And uh, the playroom, if I'm not mistaken, the playroom has VR and you know, VR capabilities, and it's just a lot of games have VR capability. So that's pretty cool. 
And this is just a list of the acquisitions. I think what Sony is doing is they just they they getting it in like like they just trying to get in right because cloud gaming is here and cloud gaming is a whole thing in itself that Sony is in as well. But they're not the the top tier premier service for that, right? Stadia would be the top tier premier service in the flag for cloud gaming right now. So Sony, you know, for years, like I said, Sony already been in the game with gaming consoles, TVs, cameras, you know, just uh, electronic accessory based equipment and and you and just tools of that nature. Um, they got they got cell phones, you know. Like I said, they they might be getting in the cars now, and stuff like that. So it's just you know now that they acquired this on the gaming side, you know everybody you know I think the gaming community as a whole, whether you play Xbox or PlayStation, is split between exclusives. When the fact of the matter is, exclusives is what's going to draw a consumer slash customer to the or your platform. You know, and that's kind of one of the arguments against cloud gaming is that they don't have any exclusives. Stadia doesn't have any exclusives. This game is on Steam. This game is on Xbox. This game is on PlayStation. Why would I go over here to play the game on here when I could just already download it or buy it on my PlayStation or my Xbox that's sitting right in front of me? Why would I need to go do all these extra steps and hoops? You know what I'm saying? And me personally, when it comes to the exclusive title thing, it do and don't work, right? Like, if I'm not mistaken, Halo is an Xbox exclusive and will always be an Xbox exclusive, you know, outside of the PC port that it that it has, that it possibly has. If I'm wrong, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. If it, you know, it's on all these other platforms. But to my knowledge, as far as I know right now, it's mainly just exclusive to Xbox. So, like, no matter what Xbox does, if they don't have anything ready, they'll have some type of Halo prepared to present to everybody and be like, yeah, man, Halo, here y'all go. Master Chief back. We about to turn up. So, you know, that's cool for people who like FPSs, first-person shooters. That's cool for people who like that type of stuff. And then, oh, you see the trailer and it's like, oh, man, that's cool, but I got a PlayStation, but I really want to play that. You're going to end up spending that three, four, five, six hundred dollars just to go ahead and play that. Same thing with Sony. Sony has the better story game exclusives. So these might be more one-player games and stuff like Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, even though I'm pretty sure Sekiro released on all platforms. But just an example, let's say Sekiro was just PlayStation exclusive, right? A lot of people would have went and bought a PlayStation or would have, some way or another, went and got this PlayStation or played it on PlayStation and would only play it on PlayStation and really go through all those hoops and loops because... They sincerely and dieheartedly wanted to play that game. So, you know, it's a lot of exclusives like that. And I think within with the uh, showcase, I dropped a reaction to the PlayStation 2021 showcase on Hideout TV. Y'all can go over there, check it out. Um, I think like that Project Eve and that Ghostwire Tokyo game, I think those are, are PlayStation exclusives. And I really want to play that Project Eve game. Like that was hard. That, that shit was hard, bro. New warranty. Like, all kinds of hard, bro. I was like, yo, what is going on? I got to play this. She ain't human. She can breathe in space. What's going on? I need I need to figure out what's going on. She got some type of sword. We boxing, folks. Like, she, she done busted some things. Like, tire head. 
chainsaw. So I don't know, bro. It's a lot of creatures. It's a lot of shit. It's a lot of stuff going on. And I need answers and I want to play the game. You know what I'm saying? So just my reaction to that and what I'm saying is the reason why exclusives are good. And it's bad because you have loyalty, right? That's the bad side of exclusives. You have loyalty. People are loyal to Microsoft and the Xbox platform just as they are loyal to the PlayStation and the Sony platform. Meaning, no, it doesn't matter. They're not going to switch platforms because they feel like the accessibility, the mechanical, the, the UI, the, the everything that comes with these platforms are top tier, top notch. This is what it is. Nothing is going to beat this. My soul is tied into this Xbox. My soul is tied into this PlayStation. That's what they own. Like, that's just what people own. I've been playing this since day one. I've been on this since day one, and it's been holding me and serving me good. And that's how I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, I'm not, like, my whole life up until recently, it's PlayStation or die. Like, I started off with a handheld, with a Sega handheld, first console, you know, then consoles started coming, already Nintendo 64, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. By the time PS5 out, like I said, I'm on this cloud gaming PC trip. But the point that I'm making is the whole time I'm like, yo, I want PlayStation. It's mad easier. Everything is smooth. They got better games, hella games. The PlayStation 2 has so many games, you literally lose track of counting. Like the PlayStation 1 had so many versions. I had a PlayStation 1. If you know what I'm talking about, let the world know in the, in the, in the uh, comments what, what the PlayStation 1 was rocking. There was a version of the PlayStation 1 where it was like a mini laptop and it was portable. Like you could literally take it with you anywhere and plug it up anywhere. It was a screen attached to the, the CD thing. So you could take it around with you and it was real small and you could play on the screen. And I had one of those and that shit was hard. Like, bro, if I had one of those now, I would do it. If I had one of those now, like, it's so rare to find one of those. And if you find one of those, it's going to probably run you a couple hundred dollars. Like, I used to take that everywhere. Like, I used to, like, I had a PlayStation 2 in the house at the, at, at the point in time as a kid. And I also had that. But then it's like, okay, one of the rules was I can't have, you know, friends, people in the house. You know, at this particular point in time, I couldn't have nobody in the house if my parents wasn't home. If my mom or, you know, well, my mom, because I only lived with my mom at the time. I couldn't have nobody in the house. Can't nobody come in the house because that is just what it is, man. I'm going to get whooped on, something like this. You know what I'm saying? You don't know people like that. You can't be trusting everybody. You can't let people walk up in your house and shit. I get it. Cool. I was with it. I'm like, okay, cool. I can follow the rules. But luckily, where the apartments I was staying at at the time, they had plug. They had outlets and plugs on the outsides of the building. So conveniently, Next to our front door was a outlet. And I was like, bruh, just come to my house, bro. We could just post up on the porch and play the game. I could get the controllers out and everything. Just sit right here. I go in the house, lock the door behind me, go get the stuff, come back out. And we would just chill on the porch, chill on the porch, chill on the porch, and just play the game, play the game, play the game, play the game. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, yo, stuff like that. You know, the PSP was godly, bruh. The PSP was a godly era. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could go on and on and on. 
It's just the whole point is loyalty. You know what I'm saying? And loyalty is a big thing with people, especially when you got people spending hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars year after year after year on consoles, controllers, games, and accessories. People going to ride or they going to die, man. That's just how it is. So that's the bad side of having exclusive titles to, to platforms, you know? So... All in all, when it comes to these Sony acquisitions, you know, they acquired Crunchyroll, Fire Sprite this year. Apparently, they acquired Nixus Software, which is, you know, video game. They got Housemark, which is video game. They got something else. I'm on, uh, that's, the, that's what the company or the people is called. They call it something else. And something that took me by surprise is that they have Evo. They have Evolution Championship Series, Evo. This is a part of esports. So you heard of Evo if you into fighting games. I'm into fighting games. So Tekken 7, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, that's my speed. I'm not so much with the Call of Duty and all that no more. Like when I was a teenager, I'd give you some hell about some Call of Duty. Like I was I was at the GameStop midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning with everybody thugging it out waiting on the pre-order. Like I was really on some Call of Duty. But no, I'm not on no Call of Duty no more. I'm more back on my, hey man, we can box it out and I'll pack you out straight up. Let me let me get Steve Fox on Tekken. Let me let me get Lily or somebody. My Master Raven ain't, ain't good as Cuddlecore's Master Raven, but guess what? I'ma serve you though. I'ma serve you. You know what I'm saying? So esports, they host the Tekken Championships, the Street Fighters, the Mortal Kombat's, and all that. Y'all might have heard of Sonic Fox. He's like the greatest fighting game dude of all time, apparently. Actually, not even apparently. It's just the truth, bro. This man is the part dude is clean. Sonic Fox is clean, bro. Like if I if I ever do a tournament and I and I go look at the bracket and it say Dev the Gamer vs Sonic Fox, I'ma just start sweating. I'ma tell somebody go to the corner store and buy me some deodorant right now. Because this man is so this part this, like bro, Sonic Fox is so skilled at fighting games, it's unreal. Watch his clips. Go on YouTube, type in Sonic Fox. Watch his clips. Watch his tournament runs. Watch him. The dude is the bro. He's insane. Sonic Fox is insane on the sticks. His skill is ridiculous on the sticks. Ridiculous. I love watching him, man. It's always fun. Shout out to Sonic Fox if you hear this, man, because you you really you you an anomaly, bro. When it comes to these fighting games, at least in my opinion, in my opinion, you an anomaly. We ain't never seen nothing like this in the fighting game space. And I don't know if we ever going to see anybody like this in the fighting game space where they can hang with the best of them and or beat the best of them in Street Fighter, in Mortal Kombat, in Tekken. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And last but not least, we have AWOL, uh, Cobalt Music Group, something like that, that also got acquired by Sony. So, you know, Sony been making some moves this year with some of their acquisitions and stuff. And it's just like... You know, they, you know, they snatching up what they need to snatch up. Obviously, you know, what y'all need to understand is the video game industry damn near doubled and tripled what it was worth since the pandemic. If y'all don't know, the video game industry is a billion dollar industry. This is a billion, billion, billion dollar industry. Every once COVID hit, we all been in the house playing the game. Kids is on the game more. Adults is on the game more. Everybody is on the game more than they used to. So this thing has become a billion dollar industry if it wasn't already. Which is crazy. 
and Sony is making sure they still a big dog, top three, if not number one in the space. Because you got to keep in mind, Sony been doing this for 20, 30 years by now. They've been in the video game space for 20, 30 years, dominating, having the best console, if not the only console worth it. But yeah, man, that's that's what we got for Sony's acquisitions, man. I, I just we I just had to really talk about that, man, because that's just that's that's crazy, man. You know, it's just you know Sony, they definitely making moves. And last but not least, we got to talk about cloud gaming. We got to talk about this Atari console. So I came across an article, and the headline reads: Atari VCS to allow access to all cloud gaming streaming services. Now, this caught my eye and, you know, I dug into it and I was like, what's going on with Atari? You know, last we heard of Atari, they had that uh that little burst of notoriety and stuff on social media with Soulja Boy. Shout out to Big Draco, you know what I'm saying, gang. Um, you know, he, you know, he was like, he owns Atari. He owned them. He going to sell the Soulja game to Atari for all these millions of dollars and, and all that. You know, Soldier is a very smart man, you know what I'm saying, first and foremost. He's a very smart man. Very, very smart man. So, you know, I don't I don't condone or tolerate the Soldier hate over here. I grew up a fan of the man's music, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, over time I had to slow up on the man's music because it was like, all right, cool. But outside of that, the man is very smart. He's been able to make moves. He's been able to stay relevant as far as just being seen in the public eye, whether it's online Whatever he's doing, he's been able to do a lot of things. This Atari thing that's going on, however, though, is funny because Atari been around as long as everybody else, if not longer. Actually, longer. Atari was one of the first consoles, one of the first brands and companies to have a console out here. So you got to give credit where it due. This, this is a legacy. This is a legacy uh, brand. This is a legacy, a legacy company. So let's go ahead and. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it a little bit. Let's go ahead and get into this article. A huge announcement was made about cloud gaming streaming services on the new Atari console. The Atari VCS will allow for all major gaming streaming services to be usable on the console, which is huge. This is thanks to the built-in Chrome functionality and the PC architecture of the console. Now, if you have Stadia, Xbox Cloud Gaming, Luna, and GeForce Now, you can play these games right on the VCS. Right, which is mad crazy. Now, let's let's not. I'm not done. It's it's more to this. It's more to this. This allows for the Atari VCS owners to play a wide variety of AAA and retro slash indie titles on the new console without being bound to any particular major console. It would be genuinely interesting to see what games are offered on these services and how they handle in the Atari VCS. For example, Stadia has some new popular games like Cyberpunk 2077, Watch Dogs Legions, MMOs like The Elder Scrolls Online, PUBG, Marvel's Avengers, Resident Evil Village, and more are available. And we got a, a quote from the COO of Atari VCS, Michael Arts. I might be saying his name wrong. We're just going to call him Big Mike. Not from the wood, Mike, but regular. We're going to call him Big Atari Mike. Yeah, Big Atari Mike. What's happening, Big Atari Mike? Don't take no offense to that. And the quote reads, The Atari VCS team is thrilled to deliver all of the leading cloud gaming services to our users at one time and in one place, 
Many fans have been accessing these services on their own and asking for direct links for some time now. We actively strive to satisfy their various requests and will continue to add more exciting news features, excuse me, exciting new features as we keep moving the VCS platform forward. So here's the thing about the Atari VCS, right? Let's break down what the hell this Atari VCS is because I know everybody is like, what in the crap is Atari VCS? Well, it's a video game console, pretty much, and it allows you to access, as you heard, the cloud gaming platforms, and on it, you pretty much get everything like Atari does with any kind of console they put out, whether it's long-term or short-term. You can play all these retro titles on there, indie titles on there, whatever the case may be, and they're going to charge you $400 for it. Now, this is a not your run-of-the-mill thing because it comes with a couple different modes on it. So there's something on it called Atari mode. You can play games, apps, and you can access games, apps, and streaming services in Atari mode. So that's where you're going to be playing your Stadia, your, your Amazon Luna, your GeForce Now, Xbox Cloud Gaming, the regular indie game and retro games they got on the Atari. That's where you're going to be playing this. That's where you're going to be playing the games. Then they also have something called PC mode. PC mode provides users with a completely open and customizable PC experience for the TV or desktop via almost any operating system. Yeah, my bad on that. On reading that, I could barely see the word. I wrote it down. You know, I got my notes and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I, I try and be prepared, you dig? But uh, yeah, so pretty much you can hook up the Atari to different things in PC mode and it'll act like a computer per se, whatever the case. So, um, you know, it's cool, man. It's cool. Is it worth $400? No. Um, But I think it's cool, though. I think it's really, really cool, you know, for people who still like the console aesthetic and you want to do cloud gaming. Here you go. $400. But, um, yeah, you know, but this is just about cloud gaming, like I said, right? Because cloud gaming, over time, is just going to be a main factor into gaming, whether you want to admit it or not. Cloud gaming is going to continue to grow. The infrastructure, as of right now, of today, I believe the infrastructure needs a little bit more focus, whether it's Stadia, Luna, GeForce, Xbox Cloud. The infrastructure needs to be get needs to be built and built and developed on. And personally, in my take, I I feel like it needs to consistently be built on, if not constantly. If you're not, if you're Stadia, if you're Google, Alphabet, if you Microsoft, if you Amazon, GeForce, whatever, and you're not going to constantly maintain and or build on the infrastructure, at least consistently do it to where it's every so many months, every so many weeks type of time or type of thing where, okay, we're going to go in, clean up some stuff, maintain and upgrade it. That way it can last for this long. Okay. It can last for this long without us having to have eyes on it every day of the week or every minute, every hour, because, you know, that's, what's going to make cloud gaming work in the long run. No matter the platform is the infrastructure. How does it function when people access your platform? How easy it is to maneuver? What is the performance like? 
are people going to be able to enjoy the game without as many hiccups or no hiccups at all? Are we going to be able to access a game, get a good quality of the game, and the game be able to run even if the game got ported with issues? Like right now in the Stadia community, Arc has, I mean, apparently Arc is just bad, but let's use Arc as just an example, right? Even though Arc Survival, whatever, is just trash or not trash, but just bad in general. Let's let's take Arc for example, right? The developers with Arc could they do a better job? Yes. You could go to the game, make sure the servers are playable. You could make sure things are cool. You could make sure whatever the case. You know, now, on the other hand, on the platform side, if the infrastructure is built up, and I've kind of been echoing the same thing for a, a few episodes or every now and then with every so many episodes, and it's only because, to me, that's what's going to matter in the end with cloud gaming, to me personally is the infrastructure. Okay, that's cool. We could get something ported on any cloud service, you know, all this 4K, 60 FPS, whatever the case. But if the infrastructure is going to allow for games to be ported, but then when you play it, it's just looking like dog water and playing even worse, that's a problem. And the problem is either going to fall on the developers or the infrastructure of the platform. Not necessarily the the graphic and the look of it, because I'm the type of gamer that focuses on the mechanic of a game, meaning if I press this button, what does it do? Okay, what is the time I have from pressing this button to the character doing this? Now, based on the animation, what engine did y'all use? Because the animation is this many seconds slower than that one, and I done did this 600 times. I did this one action against this 10 times, 20 times, 30 times, and I got this result more than the rest. This is unacceptable, or this is acceptable, or this needs to be changed, or that needs to be changed. That's also kind of the job of a video game tester, if you would. Not only do you talk about what's visually wrong or great with the game, you have to also report and include what mechanically is wrong with the game. Like when you play this, does the character, you know, respond to the input and is it fast enough or what happens when it's slow or fast? When you do this, is it buggy? When you like, is it responding at all? You know what I'm saying? So that's just my thing, you know, so taking a mechanic standpoint from it, you know, if the platform is not in a condition or in a state where it can't handle a port being whatever specs it is, then the problem is going to end up being the platform and not the game. Now, it end up being the game if the infrastructure can handle any spec, but then you port the game or we get the game ported, and then the game is just like, yo, what is this? It's, what is that? Are you doing this? It's like, it should do this. Well, it can't be the platform because they just did this and they just included this. They just built this. They just put this out and they just did this and they just did that. And this, it can run this smooth. This got tested. This got tested. And it's 600 times this. So it's been proven. It's proven. It's factual that, yo, this platform can run this at this for however many hours, however long the player wants to do it. It's been tested. So... You know, it's just, um, you know, the infrastructure is what's going to be determined in the cloud gaming. Now, as far as cloud gaming 
uh, platforms being on this Atari VCS. I don't think this is going to do much personally because, well, at all, really, because Atari isn't seemed as cool, right, to younger generations. Younger generations of gamers and people think Atari is some old fucking dust. Excuse my language. It's some old dust. Atari is like, yo, what is this old thing? My great grandparents used to play this type of old. Like, nobody wants what great grandma was playing in 1971. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody wants that. You know, everybody, gamers now are mass spoiled. Y'all getting 4K, 8K, 1080p, handhelds, all kinds of shit. Excuse my language. We had to deal with Super Mario looking like dog water. Like, we had to deal with games looking like dog water, and we thought that shit was fire. Excuse my language. We thought it was mad fire. We were sitting here looking at fucking Mario and Pokemon on Game Boy Colors and Game Boy Advance. It's like, ooh, look at the graphics. Man, you look at Pokemon now. These dudes is playing with 3D models and all kinds of stuff, walking in real tall grass instead of pixelated grass. Like, oh, you you spoiled, bro. Like, y'all spoiled, you know what I'm saying? And when I looked into the Atari thing, like, it had like a RTX 20-something. I'm like, that's not about to cut it, bro. That's not about to cut it. Not about to cut it, especially when the standard PC gaming build got like a RT 3040 or a 3060, 3080. It's RTX 30-something in there as a standard. So I, I don't know what, what they was trying to... I understand Atari is a legacy. I understand that. But cloud gaming just transcends all of that. And Google Stadia shows that. You can play Google Stadia on any platform, on your TV, your Apple Watch, your Apple Sock, your Apple whatever the fuck. Like you can play it on any smart thing, your smart TV, your smart glove, your smart glasses. If you can download the Google Store, you could probably play Stadia on it. You know what I'm saying? It's probably safe to say that. You know, so just this just lets, you know, cloud gaming as a whole, this just shows in the video game space that cloud gaming is going to be accessible anywhere. Cloud gaming is going to be accessible everywhere. And cloud gaming is another form of game. Now, do I think everybody is just about to abandon PlayStation, Sony, Nintendo, etc. for cloud gaming? No. There's a small community of cloud gamers as a whole right now, and we're small. It's only year two that cloud gaming has been in existence like this. So therefore, you know, over time, in my opinion, we will see cloud gaming grow to be a heavyweight, to be a powerhouse. And specifically, Stadia will be that powerhouse. So yeah, man, you know, that's, that's my thoughts on this Atari VCS thing. I think it's pretty cool that Atari doing that, you know, and it's just, you know, another W, whether big or small, for cloud gaming as a whole, whether you got Stadia, whether you got Xbox, Luna, you know, GeForce, whatever. It's it's a it's a W, big or small. And with that being said, that's gonna be it for this episode of the Gamers Den. For everybody on the Apple Podcasts and these podcasts and streaming services, I appreciate you if you made it to the end of this. I appreciate you. Like I said, rate it. If we meet today, we meet today. Whether it's your first time, your last time, every time you're going to listen. If we meet today, give it a three, whatever. Give it to me at rating. If we fire today, go ahead, turn it up. Dick ride, all that. Excuse my language. All that type of stuff, man. 
all of that. You can catch me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, Dev the Gamer XIV on Twitter and Instagram, or just Dev the Gamer on YouTube. I'm on Hideout TV. I'm I'm taking over. I'm trying to do all the stuff to take over. You know what I'm saying? Every Wednesday I'm gonna upload one episode. I'm gonna try and stick to that. If not, you know, just bear with me. I am a one-man machine. I'm running this all myself. I, I want to find an editor. I want to, you know, upgrade the the aesthetic, the vibe, and the visual and all that stuff. So, you know, it's all a work in progress. I'm going to keep on working. Like I said, this is my purpose, just to create and just speak passionately about just these video games because this is one of the main things I care about. Like, I don't really care about too many things, to be honest with y'all. I, I really only care about... I care about my health. I care about, you know, my mama, family type stuff. I care about, you know, just video games. I care about me, man. I care about, you know, the safety of people. I care about us not wasting money when it comes to these games. I care about us getting the bang for our buck as consumers, as customers. I care about us making the right choice for our children when it comes to entertainment. I care about us making the right choices for our own entertainment. I care about a lot of things that I just can't name and some things I don't have time to name. But at the end of the day, you know, like I said, this is my passion. I'm passionate about the video games, passionate about video game industry. I'm passionate about tech. I'm passionate about all this stuff because at the end of the day, these tech companies is out here dogging the competition amazon and tesla out here they own spaceships and own some other type of time we got to be in tune and keep up with what's going on out here and you know yeah we're going to be entertained by it but you know along the way we got to be serious and you know and figure out where in the equation does this play at so like i said man if you like this episode make sure you rate it high or you know you rate it you know, a real, true, genuine rate. Don't don't get no pity. I don't like that. You know, like I said, on the visuals and all that, make sure y'all like us up to all the, all the places, the pages, the channels, all that. It's your boy, Dead Again, man. I'm going to catch y'all next time, man. Y'all stay up. Peace.